Once again, it's time for And Now the Good News, a weekly exploration of the good news happening in the world. Hi, I'm your host, Reverend Robert Brzezinski, and each week I explore and share the stories of hope and love and inspiration that have caught my eye in the past week. We'll explore exactly how we can create a world that works better for everyone. So get ready, it's time. And now, the good news. And hello again, dear ones. Robert Brzezinski with you. Episode number 34 of And Now the Good News. That weekly opportunity to stop and take a look at some of the stories that remind me we really are creating a world that works better for everyone. I trust you'll find these as inspiring as I do. This week, I want to start over in India as they have made history. All of the gas stations across India are now ready to start selling the cleanest fuel that we have available for automobiles. Uh, they uh, This is the Euro dash vi or six roman numeral six and uh, this fuel only contains 10 parts per million of sulfur euro four fuels contained 50 parts per million india skipped right over euro five and transitioned from euro four to euro euro six and they did it in record time. This is really good news. It's really a great way that India is demonstrating their commitment to become a greener country. Uh, they've also shifted all of their seaports into complete renewable energy. So they only use solar and wind energy. And the green port infrastructure, what that means is that uh, 12 of their largest seaports are now using exclusively renewable energy for their daily operations. All right, India, kudos to you. Good work. And while we're in India, a great story of a gentleman and a family who have been running a free ambulance service in rural India for uh, with motorcycles. So it's a motorcycle ambulance. And they drive the motorcycle back and forth uh, over the last 20 years. They say he's taken at least 5,000 people to the hospital for various reasons and at various times. There's a great video. I'll make sure you see links in the show notes for all of these stories. And, you know, listeners to this program know that I get most of my stories over at the Good News Network. Dot .org. So you can follow up there. And again, I'll leave links in the show notes for you. All right, another really interesting story here. This headline caught my eye. University scientists unveil device that uses proteins to generate electricity out of thin air. Yep, you heard me. Scientists at the University of Massachusetts Amherst, they have designed a device that uses a natural protein to collect or to create electricity from the moisture in the air. They say it works in uh, even in the driest conditions. Their findings were reported in Nature magazine uh, this past week. They call it the AirGen, and the AirGen connects electrodes to a protein nanowires. This is really interesting. It could become a very thin film layer. It works indoors or outdoors. 
You don't need the sun to be shining. You don't need the wind to be blowing. You can create renewable energy just out of these nanowires, protein nanowires. Pretty interesting stuff. They say they can scale it up and are already working on how to scale it up and that this could be a really big game changer coming out of the University of Massachusetts Amherst. We're going to have to keep an eye on that story. Now, while things like that are increasing and we're seeing incredibly new ideas and technology, we're going to have to live on this planet as we go until all that stuff can take hold. And this story reminds me that there's another way to look at how we build housing developments and subdivisions and how we build uh, communities going forward into the next decades. Uh, an American architecture, now he had to move over to the Netherlands, uh, his name's James Ehrlich. He designed an eco-village and he's going to get a chance to build his eco-village about 30 minutes outside of Amsterdam. Now the idea is for about two to 300 homes where everything start to finish is in a closed loop system. So energy generation, food generation, food waste, uh, human waste. It's a really, really big vision. And they're approved to start building this. Everything's going to be regenerated, reused, recycled, replanted, and moved back into a closed loop ecosystem model. Uh, each house will have a greenhouse attached for growing personal food. The community will have community farming uh, and communal farming, as well as uh, the community will provide food and energy those fees will be wrapped up into people's mortgages. However, this is an interesting idea and I can't wait to find out if it works. If people will buy in, I bet people will over in Amsterdam. Here's another really, really interesting story. I believe the company is called Veles, V-E-L-E-S. And this is a, an all-purpose cleaner. You use it around the house, clean your countertops, clean your bathrooms. However, it's made entirely of food waste. Yeah, food waste. Uh, there are some natural fragrances. So they say about 97% of it is food waste and 3% of it is fragrances. Now, most household cleaners can contain a huge amount of water and they have an acid fermentation process that breaks this down, uh, the food waste down, put it in a recyclable aluminum bottle and they're going to be able to sell refills as well. They don't have the refills yet. Uh, it's not cheap. Uh, it's about $16 for a bottle on their website of all-purpose cleaner. And interesting, though, uh, it's taking food out of the landfills, taking care of extra food waste in the New York area. This is happening in New York City and producing it into an all-purpose cleaner. Interesting story. Now, on to our next story, and before we get to that, we're going to start a new segment here on the program where we're going to have a guest come in and share a special story with us. This week, I'm going to have my eldest child, Reed Brzezinski, is going to join us and share a story that they found out there that reminds them 
we are all in this together. So sit back and enjoy. Here comes my eldest child, Reed Brzezinski. Hey folks, this is Reed Brzezinski here to give you some good news about how teens are changing the world. I'm sure you've all heard of the amazing work Coretta Thunberg has been doing. If not, please go look her up. But today we're actually talking about a pair of English girls, sisters in fact. When 12-year-old Asha Fitzpatrick and her 10-year-old sister Gia Fitzpatrick learned about how palm oil is grown by clear-cutting forests that orangutans live in, they decided to change. Clear-cutting in forests makes way for new palm crops to make palm oil, which is used by a number of companies, although today we're talking about Kellogg's. This clear-cutting devastates the orangutan's natural habitat. The girls decided to stop eating Kellogg's cereals and petitioned the company to improve its palm oil policy. Since its beginning, the petition has racked up more than 780,000 signatures, and the sisters have since met with Kellogg employees and executives a number of times. Kellogg has agreed to transition all of its palm oil importation to sustainable sources under the supervision of nonprofits who will guarantee that they are keeping their word and helping the environment. This is a great transition for the endangered orangutans who are losing their homes and habitats to palm oil production, and it's a great example of how a single voice or two can change the world, no matter how small or how simple at its beginning. Well, right on, Reed. Thank you for sharing that story. That's a great story about how we can work together and how the younger generation can help to shape the future of a world that works better for everyone. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, on to one last story this week that I think has been really fun. You know, we talk a lot about the fires that happened in Australia, and the aftermath of that is that there's going to be a lot of rebuilding, and there's going to be time for growth and healing, and that's going to, in some ways, take a lot of money. So, uh, a graphic designer in Michigan, Sarah Curry, had an idea Uh, It turns out that a while back, Sarah had adopted uh, a lizard, an Argentinian tegu lizard. Winston is his name. Winston and Sarah started creating some paintings. So Sarah helped to teach Winston how to paint. Winston got the bug and started painting. They've created prints and uh, the originals and are auctioning those off online and donating all of the proceeds. Winston has his own social media pages. He's on Facebook and Instagram if you want to look him up and uh, and learn more about this. There is also a great little video there for you as well. So Winston is painting and giving us all an opportunity to help support the clean, the healing of Australia. All right, well, that's all I've got for you this week, folks. I'm going to get back out into the world and start looking for more good news stories. If you find any you think we should cover on this program, please let us know, reach out, drop us an email, and perhaps we'll feature your story on And Now the Good News. Until next time, peace and blessings. 
You've been listening to And Now the Good News, a part of the New Thought Media Network, available exclusively at New Thought Radio. Join us, patreon.com forward slash New Thought Radio. Positively inspiring.